0: Well, good morning, everyone. It is great to be back here once again, and many of your drafts have started. I'm here along with Jed and over in Chicago, Jimmy over in Arizona, and today I'm actually in Grand Rapids, Michigan, uh, the home of the Gerald Ford Presidential Museum. So welcome, everyone. morning. Hey, did any of you guys watch the game yesterday? So a couple of things. James Winston did outstanding. Marquez Galloway just had that nice, nice catch. Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville uh, offense really, really struggled. And a couple of other things. I love your comments on it. Uh, What do you call it? Oh, here we go. Uh, Travis Etienne has been diagnosed with a mid-foot sprain after yesterday's preseason loss and now will be out indefinitely. Adam Troutman, sleeper for tight end, will undergo an MRI after suffering an ankle injury. Thoughts on that? Let me begin with Jed.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, the Travis Etienne one is a huge one. We just finished our draft. Anyone whoever had James Robinson just got a steal. I mean, he is going to be the number one back for you know. We'll have to see how long um, the the ankle, I mean, the uh, sprain is for Etienne. But I liked Robinson all along, and he they've been saying he's still. Um, you know, Urban Meyer has been saying that he is still the starter. So it's not a huge thing, but still, if you got James Robinson, you're going to see his draft stock shoot up now. So he, he's going to cost a lot more. Or if you're in a league where people aren't paying attention to the news, make sure you get a hold of James Robinson because that'll be a steal. Yep.
0: Jim, any thoughts?
1: No, I agree with you. Actually, so I was high on
2: ETN and I actually drafted him on one of my leagues. And so I was like, yeah, it's time to put him on. My guess is oh, he'll be out for a few weeks, so I'm, he's going to be at IR. I actually did, uh, funny enough, also pick up Marquise Calloway or draft him towards the end of uh, the 10th round for me. And I actually think that with Michael Thomas out, he um, and now potentially Adam Troutman, I like Calloway. I think he's actually going to be a decent fantasy player this year.
0: Got it. Very good. Hey, in terms of James Winston, what you guys, Jim, what'd you think of him yesterday in terms of how well he did?
2: You know, actually I was surprised. I mean, I guess from a fantasy perspective, you always want um, a James Winston, but I was surprised that he did so well. And even as I was watching the game, um, they were speculating that he at least now has the leg up in terms of being the starting quarterback. When in fact, most of the training camp, everyone was saying, Taysom Hill was gonna be the guy because they didn't think that Sean Payton was gonna put up with Winston and his his uh his interceptions. But it seems like at
1: least from yesterday's game, he at least has a leg up on that. If you guys were listening last week and this whole this whole uh summer, actually we've been talking about it's gotta be Winston. Winston is he is so much better than Taysom Hill as a, as an every down passer it, to me, it's a no brainer, but remember that they promised Taysom Hill that he would get the starting role when, mm-hmm. um, when Drew Brees uh, retired. So that's the tricky part. But to me, in terms of talent, there's no question. And I think last night uh, really showed that. Yeah. Um,
0: hey, the other day, uh, you mentioned that the three of us finished our draft and Hey, any thoughts from the draft? I did. I think yeah. the big one was when Jimmy was trying to bid me for Aaron Rodgers, and he just completely increased the pricing to the point where now he's stuck with Aaron Rodgers.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Uh, that's a good tale, you know, cautionary tale. So basically, I think Jimmy was trying to get Tommy to spend a little bit more money, and it was working, and it was going up. But then uh, he went one step too far, and I ended got up you. with two quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay.
2: So here's my thing, right? Because I was like. Well, I, I I do hope that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great year from a fantasy perspective. I also have Justin Herbert. So at least for me, I was like, I got assets to trade down the road. The problem with that is by the time I spent all my money with Aaron Rodgers, I had no more money left. And so you're kind of stuck until the, the end of the draft when you just pick up people for a dollar. And that's the frustrating part is because there were a number of players that went after that. That went really cheap, but there was no way for me to bid
1: on it, even though I wanted them. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But you know, I, I agree with you. And the funny thing about fantasy is we're we're laughing about this now, but watch Aaron Rodgers like win you the league. You know, he could have a great season, and that could be the the move yeah. that wins it for you. So it's it's not, you know, definitely not everything is lost. But it was it was a fun draft. I mean, overall, I thought um. We, so this was our keeper draft. When we did an auction for just the remainers. So it means that, you know, everyone gets the whole five players. And so what happens is the players that are left, boy, there's just a feeding frenzy. All the bidding costs were about double what the average, um, you know, costs were for normal drafts because everyone's just fighting for essentially the leftovers.
0: Well, look at Jimmy with his Najee Harris. That was the first one. He bid $93 for him. I'm sorry, $93 for Najee Harris. I quit after $89, $90.
1: Yeah. No, I thought that was good though. I mean, you got to because he had to shore up his running back position, and there was very few what I would consider top ten running backs. I think Najee Harris, and then who was the other one? There was one other. I Chris think. I saw, Chris,
2: yeah, Chris Carson. That's right, Chris the guy Carson. I dropped.
1: Yeah, Chris Carson was the other one that basically you're fighting between those guys, and then um and then the rookies. So you know, Etn was out there, and so but it, I think in those kind of keeper drafts, you have to identify one position that in your mind you have to get a starter for that position and then Mm -hmm. everything else is just gravy yeah well usually at least with my strategy for a lot of these drafts
2: i'll let people bid high on the first round of running backs right and some of the first round of players i'll usually go high on wide receivers and potentially tight ends and then i'll try to fill fill in uh, my team with a lot of really valued players but this one is a little bit different because you i decide i'm going to spend a lot of i was willing to spend a hundred dollars on a good running back um and and try to go after two or three really really good players and fill in the rest of it later on
0: Hey, one thing that actually has helped me a lot of times is when you're drafting, especially in auction league, Yahoo allows you to see positions grid and allows you to see who drafted what. And so that allowed me to really look at Aaron Rodgers. Wait a minute. I'm the only one without a quarterback. Everyone else has a quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is there and uh Ryan Tannehill is there. So if I lose Aaron Rodgers, I probably will be stuck with Ryan Tannehill. Let's do that and go figure out trade another day as well too. So that was the one uh so that helps you a lot.
2: Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to, trying to up uh Aaron Rodgers. <laughs>
0: Well, hey, look, let's go over to the AFC East as well as the NFC North for this time. And so a lot of times, let's begin with the Bills as well, too. Everyone knows that Josh Allen is your number two quarterback behind Patrick Mitch Holmes. Uh, Jim, I'll start with you. Any concern about Josh Allen? It's not that he's good. Everyone knows he's good. Is there any concern where you would not want to pick up?
2: No, I don't think so. I, I am. I remember last year, this time last year, we were all drafting Josh Allen towards, like, the end of the draft. And you were able to get him for a really, really good value. Now he's going second in most of these drafts, which I think is pretty good, but it's still pretty high as well, too. So I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. Um, Stephon Diggs, I think, is going to get his catches and make fantasy. The, the, more of the question for me will be, how well will Zach Moss do, as well as also Devin <laughs> Singleton? Because there seems to be a mixed group of people that says that this uh, Moss is going to break out and be the number one back. And there are some people
1: who just believe that it's going to be a shared running back committee system yeah i i would agree um on your thoughts there i mean i think the main thing with any high flyer and i think just in general everyone should remember there's this term called regression to the mean if you're if you're into stats which basically means that um, you have an average and you are always going to kind of head towards the average and so i think with josh allen you got to say the issue is we don't know what his average is and so he had a great season but i think you have to keep your expectations in check i think he's a top five quarterback is he going to be the number one QB again? I I doubt it. I doubt that, um, you know, the Bills took some teams by surprise last year. That's not going to happen this year. And so it, you should expect a little bit of a drop, but still in the top five. If, if that's part of your strategy, I would have no problems getting him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The concern always has been with Josh Allen isn't that he could run. A lot of times that running ability is what makes him great. It's the accuracy as well, too. Now, I think the presence of Stefan Dix, uh really helped. Jed, I'm going to throw it over to you. Stefan Diggs. If I was to say to you, Stefan Diggs is overrated as a wide receiver. I don't understand why people are drafting him in the first round. Am I crazy or do I actually have some legitimacy in what I'm saying?
1: Um, well, I wouldn't say overrated. If anything, I would say underrated. I think that really okay. Yeah, especially going out to Buffalo, I think you know, you don't have as much of the media coverage. And then when he was in Minnesota as well. Um, so I don't think he's he gets as much press as um, you know, the Devontae Adams of the world, even the Michael Thomases of the world. So I think no, I don't think he's uh overvalued. I think he's definitely in the top three. But like I said, I think there's gonna be a drop-off. So first round, I would say if you're gonna pick a wide receiver in the first round. To me, other than Devontae Adams, I really don't think there is anyone I would consider in round one. Round two, no problem at all. Go for it. Yeah, no, I actually agree with you. I mean, outside of
2: Devontae Adams, I mean, really, Travis Kelsey is the next person you want to go after in your first round. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Jim, if you had a chance between Devin Singletary or Zach Moss, who would you pick?
2: You know, I just think Moss has the higher ceiling. Um, and the higher potential in terms of being able to be the number one back there were a couple of games last year he did tremendously in i just I, I just wish that they would say he's going to be the number one back and not the shared running back system that they they're going after
1: yeah I, I agree with that um and this is the way of the NFL right now everyone knows running backs they're you know interchangeable and so there's more two two-man committees basically the thing with moss is he's the goal line back so he gets the goal line carry so even if it's an even split he's the guy who can you know help break that tie with those td points
0: if you are have, are in 12 league team league a lot of times uh you might want to look at emmanuel sanders cole beasley and if you're really desperate tight end dawson knox if you're a 10 person league, you're not paying attention to any of these guys as well too all right patriots let's go over to patriots as well too let me, let me add to you,
2: add yeah. one thing. So uh, going back to the Bills, um, I know a lot of people don't have defensive players, but I will say from a fantasy perspective, the Bills have some great defensive players that you might want to pick up. Matt Milano, um, uh, linebacker, Jordan Poyer, who's a defensive cornerback, uh, and then also Taron Johnson. Like they – they always are pretty consistent
1: from an IDP perspective. So And that, just- and that defense is going to be awesome. The defense was awesome last season. It's going to be top five again this season. So I agree with you there. Yeah.
0: Let's switch over to Patriots. Jed, I'm going to go over to Cam Newton, Mac Jones. Any of them are on your radar as a starting QB.
1: Um, not as a starter. Um, I think Cam actually played actually, they both played really well in their last preseason game. Um, but I wouldn't pick either of them as my starter. But Mac Jones, if you wanted to look longer term, uh, I wouldn't have a problem there. I expect Mac Jones to have the starting position by the end of the season when they make that switch. I'm not sure. Um, but I wouldn't pick either of those guys as a starting quarterback as a backup. I think they'd be fine.
0: Got it. Hey, Jed, quick question on Cam Noon. A lot of times he says, okay, COVID affected me. It's my first season, in New England. I have a year under my belt. Watch me. Any belief in that? Do you think- I, it's- I-
1: yeah, I do think he's trending up. I mean, I, I think you have to remember last year, they had no pass catchers. They, they're, I mean, they're looking at Jacoby Myers as like or Nikhil Harris as like their number one wide receivers. Those are really poor options. And now adding in Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, I think the off, the passing offense is really going to improve this year. So I, I see him getting better and having better stats for sure, but not to the point of being a top 10 uh, quarterback.
0: Jim, in yeah. terms of running back, Damian Harris, Sony Michelle, who's the running back to own?
2: Well, I think um, there, there were some reports that Sony Michelle might be dropped from the team before they head into the final roster. So that's something for us to watch. But I do think Damian Harris is on the verge of breaking out this year. And I actually think that um, he's actually a good value from a running back perspective.
0: Now, the argument a lot of times is Bill Belichick never gives the primary ball to a primary carrier, it's always been by committee. Burkhead, Tony Michelle, James White, all of these different things. Damian Harris, would you say differently or would you still see him more as a committee person?
2: I think, I mean, I think Belichick is always going to go for um, a committee, but I do think Harris is the best one out of that group. That's one of the reasons why I think if Mac Jones becomes a the fantasy, the, the, the value of both um, Harris. Johnny Smith, and actually, even if if you think about Jacoby Myers, I actually think that they'll rise if Mac
1: Jones becomes the uh, fan, uh, the starting quarterback for them. I thought you were going to bring up Nelson Aguilar, Jimmy. I know oh, you're talking no. about him as a sleeper, as an I outside wide him. receiver. Yeah, that's it's an interesting sleeper. I do think this wide receiver core, um, I don't know that I would really draft any of these guys, to be very honest. I think if, if you do, you want to look in the very late rounds. Um, but but somebody should pop from, from this group. Um, someone should come out. It's just not clear who. But don't forget Nelson Aguilar. He's got that outside speed, so uh, not a bad pick.
0: But, Jay, you will probably agree the, it's the tight ends that you want to own. You want to own Hunter Henry and you want to own Johnny Smith. In all my leagues, look, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, all of those great kiddos are gone. Then from that point on, Hawkinson is gone. Then from that point on, Logan Thomas is gone. Out that last tier, you can't go wrong with New Smith or Irv Smith or Irv Smith.
1: Yeah, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith are, are great picks um, as a sleeper. Uh, I think they could either of them could sneak into the the you know tenth spot, ninth tight end spot, so you could get them very cheap. Um, and again, we all know the history with New England and tight ends, so expect some production there. It's just a question of who. And then the injury concern. Both Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry have not had full sixteen uh, game seasons in quite a while, so that's the other concern.
2: This is, so I was listening to ESPN driving into the office this morning and I was surprised the two people that they've been pushing, as they said, Janu Smith. And Logan Thomas from Washington is gonna
1: have a breakout season. Where- ah, I totally, agree. totally agree. I miss I was fighting Tommy for Logan Thomas. I already had Kyle Pitts, so he was my number two. And so that's why I was gun shy. But I totally agree. Yeah. If there's anyone to go all in on at the tight end position for me, it's Logan Thomas. Like I yeah. think a great strategy is wait, let everyone else spend their money on the other top five, top six tight ends. And then when Logan Thomas comes in, you're gonna get him for maybe 30 bucks and he's gonna produce at like a 50 d60 tied in
2: Matt, who is it matthew barry was saying that he would draft logan thomas above um kyle pitts which i think is pretty crazy right because i mean i like logan thomas i don't like him that much
1: you know See, i i um, really some... like him too i i wish you know so like i was saying before if you have sleepers so i have kyle pitts but to me, any t- any rookies or any sleepers, you need to have more than one at that same position, and then you're hoping that one of them will hit. So in- that's what I wanted, Logan Thomas, because then I knew between Thomas and Kyle Pitts, one of them is going to do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Switching over to the Jets as well, too. I'm not even going to talk about Zach Wilson. The only thing I would probably say about Zach Wilson, if you are in the Keeper League or if you're in auction, just monitor him, See how well it does. The Jets have historically, historically been bad. All right. They got Sam Darnold. He was terrible. He's now in Carolina. Zach Wilson, brand new coaching staff. Just pay attention to him. We're not going to spend some time talking about Zach Wilson. The one, Jed, I'm going to talk with you as well, too. Michael Carter. Are you looking at Carter? If not Carter, are you drafting any other New York Jets running back?
1: Yeah, for me, not Carter. I mean, I have said historically there's teams I shy completely away from. The Jets have been one of those teams. But I broke that this season. As you guys know, I drafted Corey Davis because – Um, I do think he's had a nice preseason. We know him from before. Um, I think Tennessee right before um, had, you know, some pretty good production. And so as the pure number one, and you know what? Zach Wilson has had a nice preseason. And so he's shown some accuracy, has a good arm. And so someone's got to catch the ball. And so in my mind, they're going to be losing a lot of games. So they're going to have to be throwing a lot. So I did this year go out and grab Corey Davis.
0: Yeah. Hey, another uh, wide receiver for you to look, which, by the way, Corey Davis, if you guys are familiar with them, was over in Tennessee last year. He was your uh, one, I think, number five draft pick of Cleveland Browns a number of years ago, went to Tennessee and really had a resurgence. And now he's with the New York Jets as well, too. Another person, uh, Jim, I'm not sure if you're paying attention, is Elijah Moore, rookie in 2020. Moore had uh, 1,300 yards eight touchdowns through all eight games over at Ole Miss. Now he's injured right now, but are you stashing Elijah Moore and paying attention to him?
2: You know, I'm putting a star by his name um, in terms of the waiver wire, and I'm just going to uh, keep an eye out on him because I do think that there's some value for him towards the end. But if I were to pick somebody – if I were to look at him versus like a Corey Davis or a Marvin Jones, I'll pick a Corey Davis and Marvin Jones before I'll pick an Elijah Moore. Yep
0: couple other ones on your list with the Jets. James Crowder, you're not picking up. Chris Herndon, tight end. You're desperate if you're picking up Chris Herndon. So those are the ones that, unless you're a big lead, you're not paying attention to as well, too. Last team over is the Dolphins over in the AFC East. Jim, I'm going to start with you. Tua, do you think Tua will hurt the offense, or will you see think that he'll have substantial growth in the second year?
2: You know, actually, um, all reports have been recently that Tua is improving. And I, you know what, like I think during the summer, everyone was thinking, is Deshaun Watson going to come to Miami? And is that going to be the starter? Is Tua going to be able to hold up for this year? And actually in the last few preseason games, um, he's actually done pretty well. So for me, I'm actually willing to take a risk on a Jalen Waddle and a Wolf Fuller um, for this year. And I think there's quite a bit of value because no one's really looking at them. I mean, Jalen Waddle was going towards the end of our auction draft. Will Fuller is the same way as well, too. So I actually would – I don't
1: know if I would draft Hua, but I would go after his receivers. Yeah, H- and I'm surprised that of the receivers, people aren't talking about Devontae Parker. Man, Devontae Parker <laughs> is awesome. It's interesting how both Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle, I guess you're you're looking for um, you know that that higher ceiling. But to me, Devontae Parker is the guy that I'd want out of that group. Um, he's a stud. You know, he had a little bit of a down year last year, but I think you can attribute that to the quarterback play. And I agree, Tua seems to be getting better. My big concern with Tua is. He doesn't throw the ball um, long. The deep ball, mm. over twenty yard passes, that's where he really struggles, and that in the NFL, that's going to kill you. So he's got to show improvement in that deep ball. Um, but I would expect just a natural progression; he will get a little bit better. And so, if you want a sleeper on this team, to me, Devontae Parker's got to go for. Yeah, would you? Well, I would not draft to it. No. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't think he's he's um, draft. I mean, maybe as a QB two, but not as a QB one. Okay, let yeah. me ask you. Would you, given all of the
2: issues going on with Jamar Chase, would you draft a Jalen Waddle over
1: a Jamar Chase right now? No, uh I think the situation is too good in Cincinnati. I know everyone's been talking about Jamar Chase's drops. He's he's had three drops in each game he's played in. Um but uh, no, I mean the potential is still too high and the offense in Cincinnati, look it's Joe Burrow. Joe People are not people forgetting Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert were the same before Joe uh, Joe Burrow got hurt. Like they, in fact Joe Burrow was ahead in yards um right before he got hurt. So this guy is a stud once he gets a little bit more confidence in that knee and that offense in Cincinnati, they're constantly having, they led the league and they were top three in passing attempts. And so in that division, they're going to have to throw a ton. So I think Jamar Chase is still the guy you'd want to go for. Mm -hmm.
0: Last thing I would say about wide receivers a lot of times is if you're in auction league, you could probably get Devontae Parker, like what Jed said, at a very cheap price. Also in standard drafts, just wait until Devontae Parker. It Everyone's going to be picking up uh, uh, Jalen Waddle. He's a sexier pick. People are intrigued by Will Fuller. Everyone's ignoring uh, uh, what do you call it? Devontae Parker as well, too. Just so you know, also with uh, Will Fuller, he is actually on suspension for the first six games of the season. So even if you pick him up, you won't be able to play him as well, too. Uh, Jim, let me ask you a quick question. Miles Gaskin. Talk to me about Miles Gaskin. Talk to me about Mike Gasecki
2: uh, I think Kaseki will do well. I think Miles Gaskin will be doing well. Uh, I think for me, uh, outside of the Buffalo Bills, I usually try to stay away from AFC East teams only because there are other teams that I like in terms of production and fantasy value. So I know some people really like Gaskin. I'm just, I mean, he's not somebody I would target.
1: Yeah, I kept wanting Giseki to really hit last year, and he had a couple good games, but then he would just drop off. You'd have, like, some games where it was, like, one point or two point. So you're looking for a little bit more consistency. Um, It's funny that you said that uh, about the AFC East, Jimmy. I think it's good that we're in two different locations because I feel like I avoid a lot of the West Coast teams, but the East Coast teams I feel like I know well. And so the Dolphins are a sneaky team. They have been right there with the Patriots for many years and just couldn't really get over the hump. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't have a problem looking to pick up a Gusecki, um, or a Miles Gaskin.
0: Hey, Chad, if you had a chance between Gusecki, Robert Tonian, or Janu Smith, who are you looking at?
1: Um, honestly, probably still Johnny Smith. I think the intriguing, you know, potential in New England is there. Everyone remembers the two tight end system they had with Gronk and and he who shall not be named. Um, So, you know, I think that's the potential. You're always playing for potential. When you're reaching towards the back, you want to play for the higher ceiling, in my opinion, because, you know, yeah, you can get someone who's going to get you nine, ten points consistently. But that's not what you need to win. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Right. So for me. Yeah,
2: I like Johnny Smith, but the potential of Aaron Rodgers to Tonian is pretty high for me.
0: With that said, let's actually lead over to the NFC North because we want to make sure we cover the NFC North. And then also talk a little bit about sleepers as well, too. Aaron Rodgers, we've talked a lot about that. People love Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to overlook him this year. Uh, Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones, you're probably going to draft in the first two rounds. They're always steady. All of that stuff. My question over to you, Jim, is A.J. Dillon. Are you concerned about Aaron Jones because of the presence of A.J. Dillon? And are you going to be drafting A.J. Dillon?
2: I like A.J. Dillon a lot. I actually, I mean, even in the auction league, I was surprised how many people actually liked A.J. Dillon as well, too. Part of it is I just think that with uh, a keeper league, people are looking for good value towards the end of the draft, right? And, but I was also surprised how many people did their homework and went after A.J. Dillon. So, but in the in, in the two or three games that he, he played last year in place of Aaron Jones, he actually did really well. And from a dynasty perspective, he's one of those guys I would go after.
0: Yeah, to the point where they actually allowed Jamal Williams to go over to Detroit and sign the free agent contract over there. Hey, Jamal let me ask you – oh, go ahead.
2: And Jamal Williams is actually not a bad player either.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk about Jamal Williams in a little bit. Hey, Jed, let me ask you a question in terms of secondary receivers. Look, they've always been looking for a second receiver to break. Ever since the days of the Jordy nelson Devontae Adams combination, we just have not seen it. Randall Cobb is now back. They've always kept sitting there. Marquez valdez Scatling is going to have a breakout season – which one are you even looking at?
1: Uh, honestly, I'm not. I I think that other than the top three, Devontae Adams um, and Aaron Jones and um, Aaron Rodgers, I, I I'm not looking beyond that. I we talked about it, um, them hitting again. But again, it's just too. It's, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Pittsburgh. You know, you're just it's a guessing game trying to figure out who's going to break out with the wide receivers. And so, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it, right? You got the Valdez
2: Scantlings of the world, um, the Cobbs of the world, but sitting there will also be the Tyler Boyds of the world, the Marquise Galloways of the world. I'm going to go after those two all day before I pick up any of the Green Bay
1: folks. Yeah, the one thing I would say is um, if you're on a bye week, you hit a bye week, you lose someone, you're looking for a one-week filler Um, these are the kind of wide receivers you can go for because a scantling he can he can have a two touchdown game pretty pretty you know just out of nowhere so um someone you you could pick up and swing for the fences yeah
0: all right let's go over to the vikings as well too jed jim let me ask you any of you guys interested in kirk cousins as a starting quarterback not until he
1: gets his vaccination if he gets his vaccination (laughs) maybe but if he doesn't forget i'm serious i'm that that to me is a deciding factor because that to me that's just crazy like he's gonna get COVID at some point. And it's like, you're going to lose games to them. And I don't want to be in that situation. So that's someone I'm staying away from.
2: Well, just Okay. So just as a reminder this year. So I was, I was looking at, I was listening to the NFL policy. So if you are vaccinated, um, you, if you get COVID, once you get a negative test, you can come back. Right. But if you're not vaccinated, you have five days after the mandatory 10 days to come back. But each of those five days, you have to be able to test negative right after that as well, too. So you're right. From a fantasy perspective, um, if Kirk Cousins gets COVID and and the likelihood of him getting it is pretty high – I mean you've lost your quarterback right there, right? So for at least and- two
1: weeks. He can't come, even if he's totally healthy, he can't come back for at least two games beyond that first game. And so I just I think it's ridiculous. If I was Minnesota, I would I would get rid of the guy. I mean, he's not someone said this before, he's not good enough to put up with him not following this policy. So that's I totally agree with that.
0: Yeah. Uh in terms of Dalvin Cook, a lot of times. Jed, I know how much you love Dalvin Cook. There's no argument. He's probably either your first or second running back. If you had the number one drafting pick, give me an argument for why Dalvin Cook should be your number one player that you draft over Christian McCaffrey.
1: Uh, I would say just consistency in, in the scheme, the offensive scheme. This this um, team is a running team, and they have shown time and time again, they commit to it. They don't go away for it. His number of carries, he's always in the top five in the number of carries. And Cook is just – he's an elite back. Um, Yes, he's not – they're not using him as much in the, the short passing game as they would like a, a McCaffrey. Um, but as far as uh, actual production at the run and at the goal line, um, Dalvin Cook is – far and away I think the the top back the one thing I will say is don't sleep on Alexander Madison um yep. this other than you know we just talked about um you know I think Alexander other than AJ Dillon I think Alexander Madison is probably your number one handcuff back yep. um so I just don't sleep on him mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Devin Cook is such a rough running style. He will get injured at one point, and when you do, you got to pick up Alexander Hamilton because he's going to do really well. Jim, I'm looking at the clock as well, too, and sensitive to Jed's time. Let me actually talk about Justin Jefferson. After Devontae Adams, would you pick up Jeff- Justin Jefferson over uh, Tyreek Hill, over at DeAndre
2: Hopkins? Uh I don't know. I, I, I think after Devontae, right, I, the, I think the next group of receivers I would go after would be DeAndre, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Um, I think I would go after that group. Who's who's another guy I would go after? Oh, Calvin Ridley from the Falcons. Um, for me, Calvin and also uh, Justin Jefferson are somewhat the same. Uh, so out of that group, I think that would be Justin. They, I would pick them out of the third tier receivers. So, but I do think that he has a great ceiling, and I do think that again he'll do he'll do great this year in fantasy.
0: Yeah. a oh, sleeper for you to look at tight end is Irv Smith with yes. the departure of Kyle Rudolph as number one over to New York Giants. A lot of times people are predicting Irv Smith is someone that you could get in the later rounds, probably not even drafted at all. So pay attention and watch Irv Smith as well, too. Hey, I'm going to go over to Detroit Lions and then we're going to wrap up over the Chicago Bears. Jet, let me ask you, are there anyone besides DeAndre Smith, uh, DeAndre Swift? Is there anyone you're interested over in Detroit?
1: You know, honestly, uh, maybe Hawkinson. I think Hawkinson, we yeah. talked about him last season, um, had a few breakout games, but again, the inconsistency was there. You know, Jared Goff is more of a Dink and dunker, so I could see him uh, maybe you know using uh, Hawkinson as a safety net, and so that's not a bad play. So I would say Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift are the only two, but I'm avoiding the wide receiver core um, and and avoiding Goff as well.
0: Which, by the way, the wide receiver core is Brashad Perryman as well as Terrell Williams, who was formerly with the Las Vegas Raiders. People have been talking about St. John, but man, he's just in with Jared Goff throwing it, it's not going to be very good. Go ahead.
2: I actually like St. Brown. Um, I actually think he's a sleeper in a dynasty league. So I, I would not I would not shy away from him. I'm not going to pick him up from a uh, draft perspective, from a waiver perspective. Pay attention to St. Brown.
0: Yeah. Hey, for those uh, TJ Hawkinson, after the elite tier of wide receivers are gone, the Kelseys, the, Sw- uh, the uh, Kyle Pitts of the world, the George Kittles, TJ Hawkinson in his second season, he was third amongst tight ends in receiving yards and PPR formats, and so you probably could get him fairly okay cheap and as well as uh, probably in the middle 6th or 7th round as well too. With that said, let's go over and talk about the Chicago Bears. Jim, a lot of times all of us are from Chicago. Do you like Justin Fields? Is he someone that you're going to pick up on your dynasty? You're not going to start him right now, but are you picking him up and stashing him in your uh, lineup? Yeah,
2: Yeah, I mean, because I know that he's going to end up being the quarterback. Whether it's the second game or the sixth game or the end of the season, you know he's going to be your quarterback, right? And so thus far, he's shown some pretty good potential. I do think that if 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 when he becomes quarterback, though, what happens is the value of the Cole commits of the world, the Dustin, the the, the Moonies of the world, the um, uh, Al, uh Alan Robinsons of the world they're going to um they're going to increase because right now i think they're just like you know they're not
1: a factor with uh Dalton at quarterback yeah. yeah, I think Allen Robinson, to me, is being undervalued right now. Um, Allen Robinson is a stud wide receiver, has not had consistent quarterback play. I'll even argue, even if Justin Fields doesn't start for a while, let's say we got Andy Dalton for six games before mm-hmm. Justin Fields goes, I still think Allen Robinson, um, people are drafting him far too low. I was just trying to see where is he going roughly. So he's going have roughly the 11th ele- or 12th. Any- preseason games he is not really good <laughs> yeah let's just wait a little bit um but but he's i mean alan robinson is going to be 11th or 12th wide receiver i think really he should be a top 10 um so he's, he's someone that i you know i think he's undervalued right now yeah yeah
0: god hey uh what in terms of running back with david montgomery who had an outstanding season jed terry cohen damian williams are now on the team how high are you drafting david montgomery
1: Yeah, I like Montgomery. The issue is, again, we're talking about if Justin Fields is in, you know, Fields takes a little bit of that rushing prowess. you got to assume that Fields will get a few touchdowns as well. So that's less for David Montgomery to have. So it drops, um, to me, it drops a little bit of uh, his potential there, his potential for scoring. Um, But again, you know what, let me just see, um, where is he going? I'm trying to – so he's going around the 15th or 16th pick. Um, So I think you have to be careful because right around there you've got – Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, J.K. Dobbins, Chris Carson. Those are some pretty good names that uh, it would be hard to pass up for David Montgomery. I might wait a little bit before picking him up. But he definitely he should be on someone's roster for sure. He should be an RB2 somewhere. God, By the hey,
0: way, I... before you say anything, or go ahead, finish up.
1: I don't know if you guys saw the news. Did you know
2: Hilaire has uh, – uh sprain and ankle sprain and so he they're monitoring him right now right so if you're looking at the hilares the dobbins the montgomery's of the world depending on what happens with that ankle sprain may affect how you draft them so for me dobbins shoots up and potentially montgomery actually increases in value depending
1: on the hilaire that's a really good point. And Hilaire, actually, to me, was a big bounce back candidate this year. Mm-hmm. Everyone, you know, a lot of people drafted him in the first round last year. And so now they just swore off him because he didn't produce at that level. But he hasn't he hasn't dropped off that much. He shouldn't be down in the high teens. Um, he really should be just outside of the top 10. So that's really something good to, uh, to monitor because if he's hurt, then mm-hmm. all bets are off.
0: With that said, Jed, I know a lot of times you have a nine o'clock meeting central time. Here's one thing I'm gonna ask both of you guys to do. We didn't have time to do sleepers and didn't want I want to talk about Kokomet and Darnell Mooney. If you guys could do me a favor record yourself. And we're going to put this uh, on Instagram live or Instagram for people to see. Give me your sleepers. Give me your top three or four sleepers. Also, give me your thoughts on Darnell Mooney and Cole Command. And we'll put that on Instagram as well as Facebook for people to see. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys on Friday.
2: All right. Bye.